you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, we wanted to give you a quick note about ads. So here's the thing. We genuinely, sincerely like all of our sponsors. We are picky about them. Honestly, probably to the point that it's annoying for our ad sales team. We don't and won't partner with products or brands that we wouldn't use ourselves or don't think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers in the way that we do is what allows us to make this show a meaningful part of our lives and hopefully yours too. So when you use the unique links and codes that advertisers provide for us, it has a real impact on our ability to keep doing this and we are tremendously grateful for it. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing or two hq.com slash sponsors and you'll find them all. Thank you for supporting us and the brands who support us. It means the most. All right, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will give you weekly access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. This is kind of a dream episode because you know that every time we record, I have 30 thoughts after the fact that I wish I'd said or I remember totally. something. And so we're going to do an entire episode of like corrections and updates. We're going to fix omissions. We're going to fix errors. Yes. Addendums episode. <laughs> it's really one for the loyal listeners. Let's do it. Okay. So okay. the first thing I think we should talk about is mm-hmm. personal style stuff. Because yes. we've gotten a ton of feedback about that episode. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of thoughts. And I think I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I find myself sort of stewing in this place a little bit more of being like, yeah, let's think about it. Let's think about it. So can I also just say like tee up that we got incredible voicemails after the fact, and we're going to play a couple of them at the end of this episode, but there's that are kind of sort of specifically about some of this personal style stuff. Yes. Like specifically about, you know, what someone learned from intuitive eating about how to try Mm -hmm. on clothes and how to think about that. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that Gen Z clothing is less friendly to aging than maybe the the styles we were wearing five years ago. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like loved all of it. The first piece of feedback we got was from our podcast editor, Maddie, who, when she sent back the sort of notes on the episode, was like, you guys need to know about Alison Bornstein. So I like dip on over to the Mm -hmm. TikTok and I was like, how have I not seen this person? Like, who is this gem? And started watching all of her like personal style and three words Mm -hmm. content. She dubs it the three word method, which makes it sound like a little too serious Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But 
the basic premise is you come up with three words that sum up your aesthetic. Ideally, those words don't act, like really go together. They kind mm-hmm. of like rub up against each other. They, it's not like feminine, pretty, floral. No, you want it to be yeah. like feminine, sporty, structured mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. so that they're not a supernatural fit so that it really feels like you, like it's like a unique thing. It's a singular thing. So when you're shopping, you know, the things you're shopping for, something should check one of those boxes mm-hmm. and an outfit that is like a you outfit checks all three of those boxes. And the way she gets into it, I really like that it becomes a lot about styling because I just think that that's something that people talk about a lot less, at least in a per like there, mm-hmm. it's, there like is a lot less instruction about personal styling beyond just what kind of shoes to wear with this dress. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. This is very similar to the Amy Smilovic school of personal styling. It's like she really dabbles in antonyms and like, you know, if if your outfit is feeling too feminine, don't put a high heel with it. Like find your antonym. If your outfit is feeling too much of one thing, what's the opposite of what your outfit is feeling? And that's that's what you want to do with the shoe or with the accessory or the hair or the lip or whatever. Yes. Okay. So some of the examples that Allison gives of celebrity types to like mm-hmm. sort of paint a picture of what these uh, what these adjectives would be. It's Carolyn Bassett Kennedy, which is classic, minimal, and elegant. Jane Birkin, simple, casual, and sexy. Kim Kardashian, exaggerated, fitted, and sculptural. I'm sad you didn't say Kim K because you always call her Kim K and in the notes <laughs> who said Kim K. And I like how you just always call her Kim K. As if Kardashian's <laughs> too long a word or if it's just like a bleeped word, you know? I, I, there's just something, it's like your pet name for her. Kim K. Kim K. Yeah, yeah. totally. Kim totally. K. That's, that's fair. That's uh-huh. fair. Jimi Hendrix, ornate, daring, and bohemian. Also, that... Jimi Hendrix was included in this list of like, you know, I, these celebs' personal styles. Carolyn Bissett, totally. Jane Birkin, totally. Kim K, totally. Jimi did Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix <laughs> or did Jimi Hendrix not have strong personal style? Claire. I feel like I can only conjure up one to three outfits he wore. And would you describe those outfits as ornate, daring, and bohemian? Yes, but same with, <laughs> like, couldn't we not go with Lisa Bonet's ex-husband, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I, I think that with Lenny Kravitz, we would actually have to do exaggerated because that scarf, if you recall. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. Okay. But also bohemian and daring. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and Kurt, ornate. It, yeah, but you have to but choose three. Four. Okay, you have to just choose three. Okay. This okay. is a limitation. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. undone, mismatched, oh, casual. Again, so, how many of his outfits can you picture? Well, something that she did in one of her videos. Kurt, and okay. We'll link to like all mm-hmm. six of these. It's a six-part little series. Something she did was talk about a striped shirt, right? Like how, mm-hmm. like if you're Kate Middleton and you're Co- Kurt Cobain, a striped shirt could be a signature for both of you, but it's like the how you're wearing. It's the styling right. part. Yeah. It's like, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how she's thinking about it. Harper's Bazaar just did a profile of her and there were a couple of quotes that I thought were like just super, just, just like, I was like, yes, I like this framing. I like this thinking. So she said, I think it resonates because a lot of clients and a lot of women are like, oh, I don't have a personal style. Then they pull out everything that they like and see that they do have a personal s- style. To be able to access that and work with that is really fun and open something up. And then she later says, a lot of people believe thinking about clothes makes them a shallow person, but I don't think that's true at all. Thinking about what you wear and thinking about fashion forces you to be intimate with yourself and consider what do I like? Why do I like it? How does this make me feel? Why do I like feeling like this? The avoidance of self-reflection and I don't think about what I wear, that's avoiding examining yourself, I think. Mm, Yes. I really loved the why do I like it? That just felt like, yeah, taking this to another place. I have been having trouble coming up with words for myself. Okay. Um, 
I didn't, I should have taken more time to do this before to try to come up with yours to immediately come to mind. Please, 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 please. Feminine. Yeah. Fitted. Yeah. The third one for me is maybe, I keep thinking like all American, although that feels like a goony way of putting it. Yeah. Or like tomboyish. I don't know. Like Mm. I want to get it like jeans and t-shirt and Mm. like a baseball tee, Claire, like nothing. Like American. So feminine fitted and American. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's basically like feminine fitted and sandlot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. Is that what she means? Just is sandlot a good word? I, for you, here Mm -hmm. are my nominations. Mm -hmm. Polished, Mm -hmm. loose, Mm -hmm. and layered. Mm, Yeah. Those are all true. For sure. I was going to say slouchy. But so, I think yeah, sort of like yeah, men's yeah. wary. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all very reminiscent of, in a lot of ways, of Amy Smilovic's approach to like personal styling education. Amy Smilovic is the designer and founder of Tibby, who is so super interesting to me. And we, again, talked about her as someone on the personal style episode who's a good follow. She's a total kook. And she had she writes like stream of consciousness, nuttiness, And I had liked her and followed her, but also sometimes it was too much for me. So I would sort of like dip in and out. And then I had this moment. I was in Milan recently, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And I was walking down the street. I was on my way to 10 Corso Como and I was almost there. And this family walks by me. And the woman who I presume to be the mother of this family looks fucking incredible, but like accessibly incredible. And part of why I really noted it was because it was really hot and it was like 95 degrees and I knew I was going to be walking around all day. And that is such an eternal fashion question of what do you wear when it's really, really hot and you're on vacation and you're going to yes. be walking around all day. And she was wearing And you want to like look nice at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but also- But that requires yes. being outside for like possibly yes. eight hours. Like yes. what is going to make it past, you know, what if it's going to make it past that eight hour mark? Ooh. Exactly. All of these questions. Like uh-huh. you're not going to wear something that's going to wrinkle. You're not going to, right? She's wearing this really thin pleated elastic- waist navy skirt with a navy tight camisole and then adidas i think they were gazelles they were light blue with a yellow stripe i haven't been able to find them gum sole gum sole claire she looked incredible and it was like everything from top to bottom worked so fucking well i was just like head on a swivel like watched her walk behind me and heard her speaking english was like i need to know who this person is and but of course i'm just like i'm never gonna know who this person is but i'm like fascinated by this person it's just incredible went about my day. I'm laying in bed that night, scrolling through my Instagram. And this person shows up on my Instagram feed and it's Amy Smilovic selfieing <laughs> her outfit. And I was like, what were the fucking chances that I was needed to know everything about this outfit? And I'm getting not only like a grid post about it, but I'm getting a reel about it. Claire, when it you wish down. upon a star, you know, like. It, the algorithm really performed. Yes, it did. Obviously, immediately bought the skirt. I just, because I was like, thank you. Have looked all over for the shoes, couldn't find them. The top turned out to be a Malia Mills swimsuit. And I got to say, the other thing, you know, we talked recently in an episode about what to wear when it's really, really hot out and also just like what to pack for traveling. And she is has been on a very long vacation slash business trip and has been talking, doing so much good content about what to pack on vacation, how to avoid buying shit that 
you're not, is not actually you while you're on vacation. Like uh-huh, how like uh-huh. you go to Greece and you're like, I definitely wear a white frilly sarong thing because that's what everybody's wearing there. And that's what is. And in my real shots. life, I will also wear this. It's yes. perfect. Yeah. The piece of content I consumed from her recently that I probably watched four times and it was not complicated enough for me to have consumed it four times. Was, I watched it multiple times. You linked to it. It's really good. I also was like, okay, at least three times probably I watched it. How she ties up a button down shirt. Okay, Genius. friends. So basically, you know how most people, when you have the button down, you like take the little wings in front and you tie them like- Well, if you're going to tie it at the waist. If you're going to tie it, right. If you're going to tie a button down shirt, you tie the little ends together and you button it up, whatever. Like, you know, like Britney Spears, baby one more time video, that Mm -hmm. energy. Okay. Instead, she takes those little tails, Mm -hmm. ties them in their own separate little- Ties two separate knots. Two separate knots. Pigtails. Yes. Pigtails. Pigtails have a ponytail. Okay. Yes. And then buttons it up. It's so much more flexible. It's like you can like adjust how tight this thing is. Like, I don't know. It just like hits a different place. It is a revelation. I never do that tie at the waist thing with a button down, even though I think it looks so cute on other people because it always looks weird on me. But I'm inspired to try it now to see if it solves it for me. Maybe I want to go try on a thin button down mm-hmm. and for the summer and see, because I like am not a button down person, but this is yeah. marketing it to me in such a big way. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Claire, I feel like I've had a revelation recently. Tell me. So I know running is like very meditative for you mm. and it's like that mind clearing thing. And you, yes. you're like, you know, yes, it's good to do for your body and your heart and like mm. your organs and all of that, but also mm. just for your brain. Yes. And the thing I started doing this summer that I feel like has become that for me is hitting like a, a tennis ball against a ball wall. Mm. There's just something about the like really repetitive nature of it. Yes. And the like, all you're trying to do is keep it in play, keep it in mm-hmm. play, keep it in play. For me, at least there's, there's something in that. There's some like analogy. Makes a ton of that. sense. Yeah. I've seen you do it and it made me want to try it because it looked really meditative. It's like, it's just very chill and calming. I really recommend that people, you can like walk out there for 10 minutes. It's like, whatever, you yeah. know? And what I do is just like count and try to try, try to just like keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. We all need stuff to clear our minds sometimes. And sometimes you got to go deeper and you got to like get, get sometimes the tennis ball won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get your butt in a chair and talk to a therapist. And I know I do. Everybody does. Even if you don't really feel like you're going through it, sometimes it can be really helpful. Sometimes you need to get, get the good stuff in place with a therapist before you're going through it. And BetterHelp is a great option for that. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. That's betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. What's up, everyone? I'm Kristen Cavallari. And I'm Stephen Coletti. We're so excited to announce Dear Media's new podcast, Back to the Beach with Kristen and Stephen, where we'll revisit all of your favorite episodes of Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County, and unveil behind-the-scenes secrets, tea, and all sorts of new insight into this groundbreaking show. So join us every Tuesday. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm already feeling nostalgic. It was really genius. I am a really big button down person. And you got me for my birthday, a gift certificate for a custom shirt from Shava, which was one of Harling Ross Anton's thingies because she had also recently gotten a custom shirt from them. I got the oversized button down style and it is so good. It's one of those things that just 
multiple times a day when I'm wearing it, I'm just like, I can't believe how good this thing is. It is luxurious. It's like beautifully and thoughtfully made. I got a little monogram on the collar, which I feel great about. Like right under the collar? Right like under the collar. So up. it's only yeah. if you pop the collar, do you see it? I it's mean, a light blue shirt and I got the monogram in red. The sleeves have a very clever sort of and just perfectly executed cuffing mechanism. The front tucks perfectly, which a lot of shirts have a slit on the side or do the, I don't even know what it's called, but the like butterfly wing on the side so that you can tuck just the front and then, but it's not the right length and it's not the right proportions and it doesn't work. This works so well. The fabric is so nice. I just truly feel that it is best in class and she has nailed shirting. Way to go, Olivia Valenti. Yeah, I mean, truly. And also you wore it with these cute little shorts. Oh my gosh. When I was buying it, she was like, I'm making these little shorts to go with it. Do you want those too? And I was like, thank you, but I just like don't do well with a boxer short. And then she very sweetly sent it to me and was like, I just need you to try it. And you know, like it was perfect. It's so cute. It looks so, so cute. cute. Yeah. This comes back to something else that we talked about on the What to Wear When It's Hot episode, mm. which is how to style elastic waist pants. Yes. There are a mm -hmm. lot of elastic waist, waist pants happening right now. Yes. They're so comfy. They're like obviously our like post sweatpant moment, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you wear on top? A couple of thoughts people had. One was the tied up button down, which like, yes, does feel like a really good answer. Another was a tied tee, like just a knotted in the back tee. Which... I have to say, I felt like this was an oversight when we didn't, when we talked about Y2K dressing that we didn't talk about knotting tees, like, and yes. specifically knotting tees in the back. And I was reminded of it because Telsha Anderson, who's the owner of this incredible boutique in New York called TA, she posted a, an Instagram of her outfit that's like, it's, I, I don't think it's actually pleated pants it's, or it, it's kind of a pleated skirt. And she, or the caption is just the year of the t-shirt with a hair tie twisted in the back. And man, <laughs> did it bring me back. <laughs> but it works really well. It's like it gives you the waist that you need with that kind of a bottom. Yes. And you're not like tucking in. The problem is the tucking in doesn't work. Yes, exactly. Um, and every time I try to do it, I'm like, no, I just look like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. The other tip is a sweatshirt. And mm. I like, especially like the idea of a sort of like cropped crew neck mm -hmm. sweatshirt yes. in this context. I mean, probably not in this weather, but like for mm -hmm. a fall moment. Yes, um, totally. Yeah. I did... Okay, I bought, I'll link to it in the show notes, but I did buy a tank top from that line, Rusha, that's a long, thin linen tank that I wore with my pleats, please pants. And I was like, I think this is the answer. And I can't How explain what you, is You wore it long over the pants? I wore it long over the pants and it kind of just created for almost like a... A, like a dress like a jump silhouette. Yeah, yeah, or like a jump. But I also did, because the shirt itself is really long, I also did a bit of a front tuck. It just all felt blousey and loose and thin okay. fabric and cool. Like it worked very well. I feel like that works with your particular polished, loose, layered It vibe. definitely was. It was, I felt comp very much like myself in this outfit, I will okay. say. Okay, okay. I felt I like more this. myself than I'd felt in a while. Because as we've talked about, we've, uh, we've had a second pubescence when it comes to... <laughs> when it comes to personal style. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. Can we circle back to Italy for a moment? Yeah. Okay. I have one quick correction that I would yes, like please. to make and I feel bad. And this is so, this is such a deep cut. This wasn't even <laughs> from a conversation about Italy. It was when we were talking about interior design trends that we were just seeing and we're excited about when we were talking about Which marbling. Italy came up a lot there. To Italy be did. fair. And, to and be fair. rightfully, Italy is having a moment in interior design for sure right now. Well, and just also in travel, which it always is. But if you're on Instagram- Now more than ever. Of, now, now more than ever. Now hashtag now more than ever. But I was saying that 
in Florence, you know, one of Florence's things is all this mar- beautifully hand marbled paper. And I was saying that you can get these incredible gifts where you can get a journal or whatever with that that has that has marbling with a monogram on it. And I said that you could get it from Il Papiro, and that was wrong. And I was in Florence recently, and I was reminded that Il Papiro, which is an amazing shop, is kind of the chain. It's mm. like tons of locations throughout Florence, and it is all really beautiful stuff, but it feels a little slightly more mass as, as mass as hand marbled paper can feel. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like the go-to sort of tourist spot for marble uh-huh, paper. Uh-huh. No, that is not shade. I bought multiple things from Il Papiro while I was there. But there are these two places really close to the river that feel a lot more special and custom-y. sort of singular and custom that are family owned that will do custom ma- monogramming on the spot. One is called Alberto Cozy and the other is called Ricardo Lucci. They're right next door to each other. And what they will do is if you get a leather, they will stamp leather. So if you get a leather bound journal or I got for you a leather passport case that was marble. It's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. beautiful. You can watch them heat up the little gold leaf and then stamp the letters on it. And it's so cool. Cam got to watch it. He loved it so much that he was like, I want a passport case. And I was like, you know what? I don't see why you couldn't have a passport case. Totally. You're going to have a passport for the rest of your life. So may as well. It was definitely a fancy toddler moment, but I was also like, this is fun and cute and like makes you excited about your passport. Sure. So you guys both got passport covers. They we also both have Miffy. We both have passport covers. Exactly. There's like a ton of things. The other thing that was at Ricardo Lucci that I was so excited about is they had marbled pill cases, which I was like, this is just so beautiful and special. But marbled fans, marbled notebooks, picture frames. Like it's all, it all just makes such great gifts. Anyway, I just needed to issue that correction. El Papiro is great, but they are not the place that does the monogramming. I would just like to say as an aside, Mm -hmm. I think a fancy pill case is something that should, that this should be like a bigger category. Like, I just feel like if you have to take a lot of pills, yes. we should find a way to make this a more pleasing and like special experience. We did a pretty good roundup of pill cases and secret menu, but yes. they weren't they weren't the like single pill case that you carry in your purse, which is a really no. important part of my life. And yes. I need those for my migraine medicine. They we were did like ones the week, were, the week yeah. of pills. Yeah, exactly. Ones. Which is also yeah. a really important thing. But I'm someone who like has to have my Imitrex on me at all time. And if we're being honest, I need a couple beta blockers there in case of emergency as well. Who knows who you're going <laughs> to see? Who even knows? Who knows? And I just, yeah, I carry a pill case with me at all times. And I think, yes, fancy, fancy pill case is important category. Okay. Can we speak about Milan for a moment? Let's we both went to Milan recently, which feels like truly such a goony. Like, <laughs> like what is the what's a more preposterous thing to say? We both went <laughs> to Milan recently, and we'd well, like to report back that you we went. Both, yeah, we didn't both go to Milan on purpose necessarily. Well, it's not mm-hmm. like we didn't go on purpose, but you were going on a really special ski trip. You love to ski. Your husband loves to ski. Your brother and sister in law love to ski. You're like, let's go ski in northern Italy, and like, but you went through Milan. I deserve sure, but yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. And and I went on a family vacation and do, and it just made sense to fly through Milan. And the short of this is that there are really good direct flights from New York to Milan, which is like helping. <laughs> how you end up there. Yeah, yeah. Is, which is like how we're, how we're ending up there, which means there are good like one stops from a lot of other cities. Mm-hmm. And we were both just really taken with how cool it was I and how like entrance, it. entrancing it was. I immediately fell in love. And I said to Chris, 
I was like, it's the way I feel about the other like big cities in my life, which are really just New York, Paris, and Tokyo, where I feel a true Mm. love affair and magnetism with them. And I think about them a lot. I immediately felt that about Milan, which is the last thing on earth I expected to feel about that city. I'd been there before. Like I'd been like 15 years ago and 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 sometime before that and granted 15 years ago I was a college kid traveling with my family and I was a brat and just like probably just thinking a lot about some guy I had a crush on back at school and most likely yeah yeah but this time around I was just like wow I would totally live here I had been once maybe like seven years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I liked it, but I wasn't like taken with it in the way that I was this time. And I I didn't spend enough. I mean, I spent like a day and a half. Like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it really wasn't enough time for me to like be like, I'm obsessed, but Mm -hmm. I, but nonetheless. Because when you went last time around, you stayed for longer, right? The time before this. Okay. I stayed for a couple of nights. And Mm -hmm. I think the first time, that time that I went, it felt I think I was having that sense that it just like felt like a major metropolitan area in the way that like a global city feels like a global city in a lot of ways. And this time, I think I was taken by the fact that people get dressed. Like Mm -hmm. there does seem to be a local culture. There is like such an emphasis on design. The shopping is really good. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you mentioned 10 Corsa Como, which Mm -hmm. was the original concept Mm -hmm. shop. It just celebrated its 30th anniversary last year. And I don't know if this time I was wondering if that part there, because they're concept shops in general, which is just like, you know, a Mm multi-brand boutique, not department store. Those have gone away most other places, New York included. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that was like part of the appeal of that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. For sure. I mean, that place is so special. I shopped for myself. And then Chris, who had been, I think, on a run or something. So he came and met up with me and Cam. So then we sat and had lunch. And then I was like, let's, let's stop upstairs and there's a gallery. There's a gallery where Cam legit stayed for an hour because it was interactive and he was obsessed. And then so one of us was hanging out with him in the gallery while the other was combing through the bookshop. I think we must have spent three hours there. I couldn't believe it. It was a, it's a great store with truly fun for the whole family. (laughs) I want to come back to what you were saying about the fashion there, because that was one of the things that I really loved about it, which is that one, yes, people get dressed. Two, men really get dressed there. And the men are so well-dressed. It feels to me that more than other parts of Italy, it really gives that good Italian men fashion, that like immaculate- The tailoring. The, the, the immaculate yeah. tailoring, the brightly colored pants. The fresh We're, haircut. The fresh yes, haircut. Yes, they were all so well-groomed. sunglasses. Like, yeah. I loved it. There was just so, I mean, you, you truly- feel like you're walking through the sartorialist. It, it like his Instagram feed and he, granted he spends a lot of time in Milan and that's partly why. But the other thing I noticed about it was that none of the fashion felt trend driven to me. There was so much good, really unique personal style, but none of it felt trend driven to me or like very little of it. And that just felt sort of like nice and easy and less like, it, it, you know what in general I felt about Milan? It didn't feel like it was trying so hard. It is what it is. It felt it is like what it is. beautiful, fashionable, current, hip, relevant, but really self-assured. It didn't feel in a rush. It didn't feel stressed. It didn't feel busy or pretentious or intimidating. It didn't feel beholden to trends. And I was like, in all of those ways, it really felt like it had a leg up on New York to me because uh-huh, New York uh-huh. is all of those things. And I love New York for that, like that it's busy and pretentious and and trend driven and and yes, all of that. But it just, Milan just felt so much cooler to me in that way. Hmm, And I was hmm, like, hmm. and, and I think part of it, Milan was sort of empty at that time while we were there. And I think it was a little bit just the time of year we were there. But the thing you said too, about having this like local culture is we had at the first part of the trip been in Florence, which is a 
stunning, phenomenal city. But to me, I couldn't get a sense of the local culture there that well because it has so many There's so tourists. many tourist attractions. Yeah. So much of tourist, tourist draw. Because there are these just phenomenal yeah. attractions and, and artwork and his, important, these things of historical import. And so it's harder to break through that to see like, what is it like to actually live here? But you walk through Milan and you immediately get a sense of what it is actually like to live there. Also related, all the courtyards in Milan that you can peek into from the street and fantasize about what it'd be like to be an insanely wealthy Milanese socialite who lives in this basically like palazzo and gets driven into this insane courtyard every day. I mean, I I do think the like coffee scene, the aperitivo scene, Mm -hmm. like those moments also give you a little bit more of that taste of like the local, you know, when you're interacting with those things and they're things that people do on a daily basis, you tend Mm -hmm. to see more people like who are before or after work or whatever than just going out to, you know, breakfast or dinner or something. Totally. Thank you so much to Newly for sponsoring today's episode. I have been so excited to try out Newly, especially right now, because as we have talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, summer dressing just throws me for a loop every single year. It is really hard to figure out what to put on your body when you don't want to put anything on your body because it is so hot out. And I feel like every year I waste so much time and money and materials just trying to figure it out. I love that Newly is sustainable because you're renting clothes, you're shipping them back. All of their orders are shipped in recyclable and reusable totes. Clothes are clean using energy and water efficient methods. It's also incredibly flexible. There's like no fees, no late fees, no damage fees, no fees for pausing or canceling. You just send the stuff back and get new stuff. I also have to say it's something that I think is genius for pregnant women who think they look good in one item for about three weeks and then their body changes completely and you want something new, you got to be renting clothes when you're pregnant. So I feel like for summer wardrobe, for pregnant people all the time, pregnant in the summer, Newly just feels like such a home run. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $88 a month. You get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent, whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access thousands of styles from more than 300 brands, everything from party dresses to premium denim to one of a kind vintage pieces. Newly stocks styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X plus maternity. They carry labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Lisa Says Ga, Free People, Anthropology, and more. Fast and free shipping, returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. The option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code a thing or two 10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code a thing or two 10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with the code a thing or two 10. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Thank you so much to Shopify for sponsoring today's episode. So you know how you're going through like the e-commerce flow. You're like, you have your item in your cart, you're clicking checkout, you're entering your email and your like shipping address. And it's also smooth and streamlined and you know exactly where things are going to be. You know exactly like the prompts that are coming up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I know it. I know it. It's because it's Shopify. It's because all the best e-commerce sites at this point are on Shopify. And so that flow is just like, it's like in our little dinosaur brains. Well, even better when it pops up and it's like, do you want to use Shop Pay? Because Ooh. you've already entered your information on a different Shopify website and it's keeping it. And you're like, this is as easy as that other terrible website that I will not mention. Like, amazing. It amazing. just 
We used Shopify in a previous life when we were, uh, you know, hustling entrepreneurs. We love Shopify. We've been so excited to see it grow. We know the people behind it. We love them. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so that upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility with a million milestones and constant evolution needs. And Shopify can handle it all. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to first scale. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two right now. That's shopify.com slash a thing or two. I do think also related to this site, like what you were saying about it, like before you were like, it's a major metropolitan city. And I do think in general, people like to say that Milan used to get a bad rap. Like this is sort of a a thing people say, but I do think it used to just be more of like a center of business and finance. Yes. And felt like, you know, Milan Fashion Week didn't live up to New York or Paris Fashion Week or didn't, wasn't as important or relevant. I think at this stage in my life, I've gotten a lot better at accepting cities in their own terms. Whereas like, I think I used to do a lot of comparing of cities to New York or even Paris and just be like, but it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. And Milan is just so itself to me that I was, I think that I've gotten better at just embracing that about places. And I liked that so much about Milan where it didn't feel like it was trying to be anything else, which also related. We were checking out of our hotel and telling our concierge how much we liked it. And he goes very poetically, he was like, well, I suppose Milan is more of a European city than an Italian city. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. I, oh, it's something to chew on. Something to chew on. I think another key component of this Milanaissance for mm-hmm. us is that we have been consuming some amount of like content from yes. people there, specifically Jenny Walton, I would say. I mean, my pump was primed to be <laughs> loving Milan because I had been consuming Jenny Walton content before she became an object of fascination because of her breakup with the sartorialist. She and Scott Schumann, aka the sartorialist, I believe were married and moved to Milan at some point in the pandemic and then shortly thereafter broke up. But it was such a surprising decision for them to move to Milan and really made me be like, oh, what's going on there? And she just does such a good job at sharing the elegance of the city that I was really like, yeah, I was ready to fall in love with it. She also, like, speaking of personal style, her personal style is incredible. And incredible. there is, like, a certain amount of Holly Golightly, like, mm-hmm. in the way she presents, both aesthetically and, like, in her, you know, day-to-day interactions. Yeah, she's a great follow. Excellent follow. The other way in which Milan had been showing up on my Instagram a lot was Milan Design Week. And Milan is such a center of design and specifically, like, furniture design and and interior design and also fashion, but it it really has become such an epicenter for like industrial and interior and furniture design. The site Unseen Women, Jill and Monica do such a good job of Instagramming Milan Design Week and just making it seem really fun and interesting and appealing. And there's, yeah, that that's happened. And then also House of Gucci, which I watched some of on the plane back from Milan. (laughs) You and I talked about it briefly. It's like, it's not good, but it's pretty. That's right. That's right. Anything else that we should say about Milan? I mean, we just said so much, but it's... Well, we're going to do a roundup yeah. and secret menu this week. Um, yes, week we after are. this airs about our favorite, our favorite like things and to-dos there. So keep an eye out for our secret menu installment with all of our favorite Milan spots. Another follow-up to a yes. previous episode about traveling with kids. 
one major omission when I was talking about why I like staying major in a, omission major omission when I was talking about why I like staying in an Airbnb while traveling with Cam yes the other really important thing I forgot to mention is that you can have access to laundry if your Airbnb has a laundry machine. And that has become almost like a non-negotiable for us. Kids just get so freaking dirty. I can't imagine not being able to wash their clothes. Over the last couple of years, last maybe five years, I feel like I almost always do a load of laundry on vacation now when I'm at an Airbnb. And I don't have a kid, but there's Mm -hmm. just something about like, oh, that like, I don't, it it means I don't have to pack as much. I don't have to think about it as much. I can be like, oh, I'll wear that dress again, even if I sweat all the way through it Mm -hmm. on an 85 degree day or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, yeah, there's just something nice about having fresh clothes part of the way through your trip. It's truly Or not packing the dirty clothes back in the bag to go to a second location or like what, I don't know. Yes, like in coming home with dirty clothes. Okay, another travel tip that I just have to follow up on and endorse Yes. You talked about how you save places as want to go on Google Maps, which is just not something I fully understood. I don't even know if I knew it existed or I must have known it, but or didn't know how it worked. It's been life changing for me. I'm so glad to hear. I so for as you know, if you listen to that episode, I just make specific maps for cities, which is fairly labor intensive, but has its perks over the want to go feature. Absolutely. Because you can share those you can share individually it. and yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And it it's got you it's like a little, little bit more work. Yeah. 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 And you can there are like more organizational features with it. That said, I feel like I don't know if I'll ever use it again, which is unfortunate because I won't be able to share my recs via it. But Saving things is want to go is so easy and it's just such a good way of remembering things. And I have to say that it has thankfully replaced a terrible habit that I had, which is before if I wanted to remember things, I would do one or both of the following. I would follow the place on Instagram. Which serves no purpose whatsoever because you can't ever find it again unless you remember the name of it, which you're following it so that you can remember it. And this is how you end up like me and following 5,739 Instagram accounts, which is insane. Including like a random restaurant in Charleston that you'd like to go to at some point. 100%. And then I'll screenshot it, which like, you know, I go, that's why. Mm -hmm. Saving things as want to go on Google Maps is a beautiful thing. And I thank you for bringing that into my life. You are welcome. I use it all the time. Whenever someone's like, "Oh, that like that," whenever I read like a restaurant review or hear some, I just like put it. Yes. I just put it in there. Yes. It requires no effort. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it so much. It's also replaced the thing where, like, I have all these lists in my notes app. That's like places that I want to eat in our neighborhood. Uh-huh. Like, and then just look at that every time. Or places that I like to order out from, or whatever. It's so dumb. This this is good. This is good. I've started now, I only when I'm like, when I'm doing the thing of like, where do I want to eat in our neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever, where I'll open it up and I'll look. And then if there's a place that I've been to and I didn't love it, I'll remove it from my like mm, want to go. Good. And then if there's something that I'm like, oh, that like genuinely is like the spot, I will mark it as a favorite. Mm. Okay. I know. I'm starting to like. Thank you. This is the 102 class. This is the 102 class. I think you're ready. I think you've demonstrated you're ready. Thank you. Yeah, because that's that way. When you look at a map, you can be like, "Oh, there's a heart over there. What's that thing?" And you're like, "Oh, right, like that favorite thing." thing. It's not like, yeah, it's not like some random thing that I read about sometime Mm -hmm. um, that Mm -hmm. I have to like now do more research into what it actually is. Okay, a couple of follow-ons to our aging episode. Yes. One, we talked about push-ups and a listener, Andrew, DM'd us and had this like excellent tip, which like I hate the word gamify, but it like it truly, (laughs) Uh it truly, Uh this truly lives up to it. He said, a friend taught me this. Put a pack of playing cards by a place you pass a lot during the day. Whenever you pass it, flip the next card and do that many push-ups. Adjust for whatever strength level you're at. 
Great. Smart. It's Fun. smart. I love that. Cute. Like, why not? It's very cute. I feel very like you cute. could also just make it like an after dinner activity every night. Like everybody, pulls. everybody turns yeah. one and everybody uh-huh. does that number of pushups. That's it. Done. Yeah. Cute. Also, shout out to our male listeners. I love you so much. I love you so much. Yeah. We don't uh, have a lot of you, but the ones we have are wonderful. Passionate. Yeah. I think we might have more than we think. I think, I think we, we might do. have like a silent, a silent male listener. You can, know what I mean? Can we, I guess this is my way of asking them to pipe up. Yeah. A voicemail, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A voicemail, oh my please. Gosh, definitely a voicemail. Okay. Another thing related <laughs> to the aging episode. Yes. I talked about the book Being Mortal by Atul Gawande mm-hmm. in the context of just like how bodies age and, and thinking about that. But I, this brought it, this book up for me a little bit more. And um, I have a friend who recently lost a parent and I was like, oh, I should give this to her. Mm. The book's not about grief exactly, but it kind of, it like circles it and touches it in sort of peripheral ways. And it's really about like the premise is about prioritizing well-being over survival in end of life medical care. And it's all through the lens of, you know, Tulkawande's life, which is he's a surgeon, he's a writer, he's a MacArthur fellow. It's such a good book in general, especially for someone dealing with loss of an older person in their lives or anyone with aging parents, who I assume is like a lot Mm -hmm. of us. Also in digging into this, I learned that Searchlight Pictures is developing a film adaptation that will be written, directed, and produced by Aziz Ansari in his first directorial debut. My friend Aziz Ansari, who I you forgot ran to into mention, in Italy. <laughs> I forgot to mention the most Italian thing about my trip to Milan, which is that I walked out of a restaurant one night, smacked right into Aziz Ansari, who struck up a conversation with Cameron in Italian, thinking that Cameron was an Italian bambino. And it, bambino. <laughs> A bambino. Yeah, it was an incredibly Italian moment for me to run into an American (laughs) who made a show in Italy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, you have one last really important thing to share. Mm. We failed our listeners in our conversation about the catalog renaissance because we didn't talk about Flamingo Estate catalog, which really I feel like you're a more passionate scholar of of Flamingo Mm. Estate in general and of their catalog. It's... I would suggest if you're di- if you haven't found your way to their mailing list yet, I would suggest you find a way to get there. It is truly bonkers this catalog. Like I wrote read, in the notes, it's big bonkers and beautiful. This catalog. That's three, it's three words. It's the three B's. three personal style words. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I urge you to read all of the copy. <laughs> I it, there's like a certain like religiosity that it brings like mm-hmm. I don't know friends mm-hmm. it's very spiritual and then also like it, it can spiritually talk about candles um, it takes itself way too seriously but it kind of knows that but it that doesn't mean it's, it's and, doing like, pokes it fun of itself yeah like yeah, yeah but it kind of also yeah. is like serious about how seriously it takes itself even though it knows it's ridiculous I would say yes it did for Mother's Day in earnest. Seemingly so, in earnest. You Seemingly know, in, I think in yeah. earnest, it it pitched as a Mother's Day present a $75 bag of manure and and said, like, give give your mom a bag of shit, I believe was the copy was something <laughs> along those lines. And mm. but I will say, and like the product is called the good shit, and it's nine pounds of free-range composted manure. Here's the thing I'll say. When Goop does something like this, it's a lot more winking about it. Like, yes, 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 which yes. Which is yes, why, yes. and I it feels goop adjacent. Yeah, it's a little bit more. You're right. It's a little bit more like tonally the Neiman Marcus mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. holiday yes. catalog where it's like we know this is ridiculous, obviously, mm-hmm. but we still like want to present it to you like just in a sort of straightforward way. I'm just going to read you the product description. Please. 
The good shit, nine pounds. A sack of shit, literally, this beautiful bag of manure is made from the finest poop in LA, the perfect fertilizer for any and all earth mamas. Earth is capitalized, by the way, but mamas is not. Yeah. (laughs) It's a blend of free-range goat, horse, chicken, and cow manure lovingly tended by our gardeners at Flamingo Estate. Our chickens and goats are on a nutritious, regenerative diet. What is a regenerative diet? Snacking. We could get into that some other time. (laughs) Snacking occasionally on the tastiest food from the kitchen. It's teeming with beneficial microbes and nutrients guaranteed to make any plant grow strong and vibrant. This potent, precious poop will bring new life to your soil. Roses love it too. Local delivery only. Local delivery only. Mm-hmm. Ah, I yeah, we're, it's, we're shit out of luck, Claire. S O L indeed. It's just all totally ridiculous. It's just worth knowing about if you're interested in catalog culture. It's free entertainment, is what it is. It's <laughs> That's free entertainment. Right. Okay, speaking of, we have two really good voicemails coming mm-hmm. after this. Please, yes, please stay on and listen to them. And that's mm-hmm. the show. That's the show. Hi, guys. It's Jessica. I'm going to try this again and be less long winded. First, I just wanted to say I had so many thoughts about aging and fashion. And I wanted to say that millennials made really aging friendly choices. Camp pants and crop, boxy linen tops, all were really easy to age into. And I think one of the things that's hard right now is fashion is swinging really far towards maybe thin privilege with the cutouts and straps and the corset trend and the low rise and the mini skirts, so many mini skirts. And this feels like a real return of thin privilege at a time that is absolutely cruel because we put on so much weight in the pandemic. But maybe it's not thin privilege. Maybe it's just youth privilege because, you know, it, if you're going to show your body, all these things are available in larger sizes. They just require you to still have so much collagen that, like, everything looks bouncy and plump like a baby's butt. So... Yeah, from the further side of my 40s, um, I can say it is your 20s all over again, maybe even your teens because of the hormones. But the question that is central to your fashion choices is a lot more fun, which is uh, what kind of eclectic postmenopausal lady do you want to be? How exactly do you want to express how few fucks you have left to give? And There are a lot of fun ways to do that, whether you're an aging art teacher or a British gardening lady, but the question and thinking about it in your 40s of how you want to look in your 50s is a lot of fun to think about. And I hope you can find some joy in thinking about it. Have a great day. Hi, Claire and Erica. It's Lauren. And I just wanted to thank you so much. In your last episode, you talked about the word flattering and... um, kind of rethinking that word and even like if we need to be using it in the first place um and I really appreciated that conversation and I love that you brought that into the listener question so thank you and also thank you for recommending Katie Storino because I'm a big fan I think that's a big part of her message right it's like how are things feeling on our bodies thinking about that a little more than how are they looking on our bodies so I'm here for it. I'm into it and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. This has been a production of Dear Media and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. 